0: Hi, you're listening to A Moment of Calm, a podcast for burnt out high achievers and busy professionals where we talk about common situations and experiences that might be causing you stress, overwhelm, anxiety, or mental and emotional challenges. We explore how you can address these with a series of micro habit changes, belief shifts, and simple aligned action taking so that you can experience more moments of calm in your day to day. My name's Michelle and I'm a qualified counselor, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and owner of mental health marketplace, Calm Cabana, which supports you to take control of your own mental health and well-being and support you to create more inner calm, reduce your stress, and strengthen your resilience from the inside out. So let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, this is A Moment of Calm and I am your host Michelle. Welcome back for 2024. This is the first episode of the year. I would have loved to be able to sit down and record an episode sooner, but I have been in the wars with sickness My family has been taken through the wringer with sicknesses over the last sort of six weeks now. And we've just really been trying to manage that and focus on getting healthy. So I just haven't had a chance to sit down and hit record. So I do apologize if you've been hanging out for an episode, but I am here now. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about some of the things that impacted my mental health in 2023 or were things that I guess had some kind of negative impact on me or emotional impact on me in some way and then a little bit about what I'm doing to address that in 2024 so that it's no longer something that affects me or if it is something that affects me, it's something that I'm able to bounce back from quicker or have really easy access to tools or supports or strategies to move through it faster and not let it impact me at the level that it might have last year. So I made a little note of just really what came to mind uh, off the top of my head and I've got eight points that I want to share and I'm not going to go into super deep detail with them all but I do want to kind of go through them and then talk about how I'm addressing them moving forward and the aim of this episode is not so much just to talk about me but to hopefully bring you some topics and um, concepts and issues that you might resonate with as well, that you might see yourself in me and some of the things that impacted me last year and what I'm doing to rectify those and that that might resonate for you as well and give you some ideas or some tools to be able to rectify them for yourself as well, or at the very least, just to not feel so alone in your struggles or things that you're going through. So number one that I wrote down is not valuing my worth enough outside of finances. So I have worked all of my life. I got my first job at 14 and nine months, which in Australia is like the age you have to be before you can get a job and like literally as soon as I turn that age I got a job. <laughs> um, so I have been working for the majority of my life and earning my own income. I've also had a successful business with my partner that we grew into the six and seven figures and have always I guess prided myself on That sort of sense of financial success, financial independence. And as more of a stay at home mom over the last couple of years, where I am moving away from some of the businesses that I had and starting fresh with Calm Gabbana, that's obviously being kind of thrown up in the air a little bit as you would know starting a new business, you've got to start from scratch, you've got to build everything up again from the ground. And that takes time, you know, you don't just sort of wake up one day and you're earning hundreds of thousands of dollars or, you know, your orders are blowing up. It does happen for some people who, you know, get lucky on social media and get that exposure and visibility. But for most businesses, you It does take time to build a brand and a following and all of that and because of that you know there can be a reduction in finances or you know a change to what you're used to and so for me it's very much been this transition of seeing my worth and my value beyond success and beyond like the financial side of success and the financial side of business. I think we see it so much online like, oh, I'm making 10K months or, you know, I took my kids to the park and I made $5,000 or, you know, we're in this digital age and this online business age, we're seeing a lot of that or I definitely am with a lot of the social media that I'm coming across and it can be very easy to value yourself based on how much money you're making or how much money your business is making and kind of forget about all the other amazing things about yourself and the other ways that you contribute or create value in the things that you do. And so for me, it's been really a challenge and a lesson to bring my attention back to the other ways that I provide value and to really see that as just as worthy as any financial success or any financial result. And I think if you are a new mum, or maybe you have been a mum for a little while now, you might have experienced this as well. If maybe you've taken some time off work for maternity leave or maybe you're only going back to work a couple of days a week rather than full time and there's been a change to your, I guess, financial situation and what you're used to earning, that kind of thing. This is something that can come up for you and you kind of ask yourself like what am I achieving or I'm not productive enough or successful enough or blah 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 all those limiting beliefs and so for me it's very much been a lesson in bringing my attention back to all of the other ways that I know that I'm valuable in the sense of being a mother I'm absolutely irreplaceable in that role nobody else can be the mother to my daughter that I am and that is a huge huge amount of value that I'm providing to a little girl uh, as well as growing our second girl you know that's (laughs) something that only I can do and again like the value that I'm bringing to that life that I'm growing is like priceless irreplaceable like you can't (laughs) nobody else can do it so I'm really leaning into the ways that I provide value in ways that aren't financial, basically, Uh, especially coming into 2024 when I am going to be giving birth to our second child. I'm going to be on maternity leave. There's going to be a period where I'm not working and these thoughts and limiting beliefs might come up again for me. So I am really focusing in on the ways that I provide value that are not associated with money and I think it's very easy to sometimes forget about this especially just in our society like it's all just based around success, how much money you're making, with the cost of living I think everybody's like thinking about money and how much money they're making and covering bills and all of that sort of stuff and so I would just love to invite you to think about the ways that you add value to other people's lives, to your own life in a way that's not linked to money or success necessarily, that you are worthy and valuable just as you are and that the, you know, glitz and the glamour outside of that doesn't, you know, mean, you know, if you're not achieving that or you're in a place or a space right now where that's not the priority, it doesn't mean that your value or your worth is any less. Second one I've written down is expecting results without doing the work or preparing for those results. So, this is something that I think I've become more and more aware of in 2023, where I had all these huge visions. I'm such a dreamer. I'm such a like visionary. I'm always thinking of like what I want to create and what's next and those big goals and dreams. And Sometimes I can get a little bit ahead of myself. I have that kind of sense of a bird's eye view uh, of what I want to achieve and sometimes I'm not always grounded and the issue that can come with that is I've got these goals and these aspirations but I haven't necessarily done the groundwork or the you know day-to-day activities that I need to be doing to generate those results. So I'll give an example of what this might look like for me in a business sense. My goal this year is to step more into corporate workshops around stress reduction and mental well-being for staff and managers in the workplace and providing support and guidance in that space, but I kept delaying The workshop script, and I guess what I wanted to actually be able to share in a workshop. I kept putting it off and putting it off. I didn't have like a little flyer that I could send people with my rates or a little bit about me. I didn't have the slideshow prepared. I didn't really have any way for people to connect with me or work with me in an ongoing capacity afterwards. I basically had this goal that felt good that was tapped into my vision but I hadn't really done the legwork to make it a reality and I was just kind of expecting this thing to drop into my lap for people to hire me for a corporate workshop and then I'd probably scramble to get everything together and so the shift that I've been making and will be making moving into 2024 to address this is preparing for what I plan for or you know you might have even heard prepare for what you pray for so what that looks like is actually sitting down and writing out the script in the workshop doing the slides having everything ready to go so that I can be more confident in pursuing opportunities and getting a yes and that when I do get that yes I'm ready to go. I'm not scrambling. I'm not creating more stress for myself. I'm not doubting myself because I haven't got my shit together. I am going from more of that like reactive mode to a more proactive mode where I'm really leaning into spending the time creating the assets and the foundation of what I want to build and create into the future so that it's all ready to go and ready to rumble. Because I think what that sort of more reactive side of me has done in 2023 I think what happened for me is it was causing a lot of stress and a lot of doubt so I'd want to go after these goals but I didn't have things in place to really be able to go after them which caused me stress I would feel really stuck like I didn't know what to do next or I didn't know how to get to the goals that I wanted to get to without necessarily sitting down and doing the work. And I think it just created a lot of like confusion and just this real sense of stuckness. And so I sort of said to myself, you just gotta sit down and do the work. Like you've got to do the groundwork and build the foundations so that you can then go on and have those big goals and realities come to be Because you've got everything ready. So this year I will be focusing on building out those foundations, having my workshop ready to go, having the calm code and my program ready to go, like all the things that need to be done if I was to get a yes from someone in whatever capacity. I want to have done. I want to have like all the e-commerce side of my business set up, stock on hand, like all of those things, just getting things prepared and ready because I think it just breeds so much confidence and clarity and composure because like you just know you're good. So if you have big goals like me, if you are working towards some things but haven't necessarily done like the basic stuff that is actually going to facilitate those goals becoming a reality, then I would really invite you to start getting some of that ticked off. Because if you're not ready mentally, spiritually, physically to call in the things that you want, if you're not ready to hold them, they're not going to come. You know, like the universe knows what you're ready for and what you're not. So if you can show that you have expanded your capacity to receive these things and you're ready for them, then they're going to come your way. The third one that I wanted to talk about is that I often got trapped in busy work over productive work. And there is a difference here. So busy work is really looking at things that keep you busy. Like they make you feel like you're doing something in your business. You are you know, feeling like you're productive because you're doing stuff but the stuff that you're doing isn't actually moving the needle. It's not really getting you visible or in front of the right people. It's not really generating revenue or impact or anything like that. It's just kind of filling in time and getting low-level tasks done rather than focusing in on productive work, which is actually going to move the needle. It's going to get you in front of the right people. You're going to build connections. You're going to build revenue and impact, like the things that we actually deep down, really want to be achieving as a business owner or as an employee whatever it is that you do and so I really had to take a look at that you know I'd sit down at my laptop when I got a spare hour whether it was during nap time or whatever and kind of wouldn't know what to do with myself like I didn't have enough of a focused plan and a really good idea of what would needle moving tasks and then that would cause anxiety and stress and almost this sense like I'd wasted my time like I didn't do enough or didn't do enough of what I would call productive or like results driven work and almost feel like I just wasted time. And so busy work can look like tinkering with the fonts on your website or like scrolling social media, telling yourself it's research or you're like trying to get inspiration or ideas when really you're just scrolling and you're actually not going to create any content from it. It might be answering emails that don't really need to be answered straight away. It might be creating graphics or playing around with your logo or your labels or a document in canvas Canva, when you could actually be doing something with your time that gets you in front of a client or a new customer or builds a relationship with someone or moves you closer to a workplace goal, project, whatever it might be again. And yeah, this was something that I'm becoming more and more conscious of. I really, in 2024, I'm wanting to be clear on what those needle moving tasks are for me and my business as well as my life. Like. Does the vacuuming need to be done right now or is there something more productive I could be doing with that spare time that is going to better serve and support my family and the goals that we have? It's just starting to get clearer on what is a priority and what is value aligned action and not just fluff and stuff to do. You know, stuff that does ultimately need to be done, but it doesn't need to be done straight away. And being conscious of where I'm doing that busy work as an escape from the stuff that I really should be doing. Because sometimes the productive work is scary. It's about putting yourself out there in new ways and taking a leap of faith perhaps in something or being visible, pushing through a fear. Like sometimes that works hard and that's why we get stuck in the busy work. So I am trying to be very conscious of what my priorities are for this year and where I need to be focused when I sit down at the laptop, when I get that spare time. I want to be able to sit down and really use that to my advantage and not kind of look back and think, oh, I got stuck in busy work because it just leaves me feeling a bit icky And like I could have maybe done something better with my time. So if that resonates with you, I would just recommend trying to really sit down with yourself and think what are the needle moving tasks? What is bringing in the most revenue if you run a business? Or what is like the priority to achieve your goals in the workplace or in your life? Really being clear on what those are. Maybe the things you've been avoiding out of fear or out of a feeling like there's a lack of time and getting stuck in those low-level tasks and how you can start to switch that up a bit and almost like eat the frog and (laughs) just start with what you really should be doing. The next one is that I often let limiting beliefs run the show and dictate how I was showing up for myself and my business and everyone else and really getting caught up in the emotions around limiting beliefs and letting them feel true when they were not. And what this kind of looked like, I think for me throughout 2023 is a sense of just a lot of wasted potential where I could have really been believing in myself more and seeking out opportunities and connections and things like that. But I was letting particular limiting beliefs run the show and, you know, tell me that I didn't have anything of value or I wasn't good enough or people didn't care what I had to say and you know all those fun beliefs that hold us back and something I've been really conscious of doing at the end of 2023 I've talked about it in previous episodes is really working on my manifestation process and subconscious beliefs and moving through blocks that have been holding me back in different ways and I have seen so much progress in just uncovering these and being able to move through them and feel them and process them and then like recode them into more helpful beliefs. The biggest one for me has been around just my sense of value in the world and what I can offer people. And I've been working so hard on that one and I'm seeing. The results of that starting to come through, even though it's only been a couple of months, I am having small manifestations show up that are just building that trust muscle and showing me like the universe has my back and it's listening and that I, if I can show up in an aligned way for myself and believe in myself, then it will all start to fall into place. So I will continue to be focusing on that in 2024, like really being aware of where I'm holding myself back and why, and actively working to recode that and process it so that it's no longer holding me back and not feeling like my potential is just sort of sitting there and feeling wasted, but that I'm really leaning into it and I'm taking the big risks, I'm Taking leaps of faith. I'm moving through comfort zones and really showing myself that the beliefs that I might have are not true to create more empowering, positive beliefs and see where that takes me, basically. So, again, if you feel like you're a bit of a victim to your limiting beliefs, I would really encourage you to get some support around starting so to break that down, understand it, feel it, and be able to recode it into more positive beliefs or at least release the hold that they've had on you for maybe most of your life. If that's something you're looking for support with and you have no idea where to start with that, my upcoming program, The Calm Code, will be looking into this. It's all about this sense of going deeper with creating calm from the inside out. And a big part of that is moving through subconscious blocks and triggers that are creating stress cycles in your life without you probably even realizing it. Like you might think you're stressed and <laughs> angry or overwhelmed because your kid drops their bowl of cereal on the ground, but it's going much deeper than that. Like that's just the circumstance that's triggering you. And what's actually coming up for you internally is, you know, potentially decades of conditioning from childhood and things like that so that will be coming in 2024 Uh, so keep your eyes out for that I'll talk about it more obviously as it's ready and what it's all about but if you are looking for some support just keep your eyes your ears peeled for that another one that I had was not asking for more help Or I guess not necessarily like creating better routines for my work around parenting. So I have been working sort of very ad hoc around my daughter and, you know, nap times, building that nap empire, which is fine. I've also had days at my mom's place where she watches my daughter. So I have like focused time and that has been pretty regular throughout 2023, which has been so helpful for me. But I don't, like apart from that, don't necessarily have like a strict work schedule. It's kind of just doing what I can when I can. And so the issue I've had with that is... Things can get delayed or I can sometimes feel like, again, I'm not really accessing my full potential from really just a lack of time. And something I really want to focus on this year is getting a really great schedule happening and a routine where I have clear work time mapped out. We are looking into childcare supports and, you know, how it's all going to look when we've got two kids and that kind of thing and getting some things locked in that allow us to have a really consistent, predictable routine where I can start to say yes to things or take on projects and know that I've got the space and the time for them. Ultimately start to get out of some of that just like ad hoc energy and, you know, asking for help, Uh, saying I need to go and do XYZ Can uh, to my partner, like can you watch the kids or to my mom, are you available on this day so that I can go and do A podcast interview or whatever it might be so there's still going to be an element of flexibility that I want to have I don't want it to be too strict but I'm also conscious that I work well from feeling like I've got a schedule happening so that's something I've been working on over the last month behind the scenes and hoping it will start to play out into sort of February. And, you know, once the baby's here, we can kind of get into a new flow and a new routine with two kids. I know there'll be a little bit of a shake up getting used to having a newborn and a toddler and all of that. So there'll be a period of adjustment, but I think if we can get some foundations in place and some supports around us, it's going to make all of the difference. Another one that I put down is sort of around struggling through this pregnancy with a toddler. It's been a difficult pregnancy for me for a number of different reasons, different illnesses and things happening, different life circumstances happening, and I guess a sense of struggle throughout some of that in holding it all together and keeping positive and that sort of thing and what that's caused me to think throughout 2023 is you know I'm building a brand around mental wellbeing and supporting people to reduce their stress and create calm and not feel that fight or flight survival energy but here I am having moments where I feel like I'm treading water and I'm just trying to survive through the day with morning sickness and a toddler or you know whatever is going on around me at that particular time and that I'm not necessarily coping as well as I would like to. So this is a little bit more around like imposter syndrome and just feeling like I am wanting to practice what I preach and you know show people how they can support themselves but at the same time I'm struggling. So you might Experiences yourself if you have your own business where you feel like maybe you don't know enough or you're not good enough or who am I to do this or even in your work you might question yourself or doubt yourself question your abilities or maybe there's a promotion you want to go after but you're like I just don't know enough or I don't have what it takes um we can start to question ourselves and want to be almost perfect in order to be able to achieve the things we want to achieve. And what I've done to reframe this is realize that these moments of struggle for me are what are going to make this brand amazing and are what uh, are going to enable me to better support my clients and my audience because I've gone through these things and I've come out the other side. I've learned the tools and the strategies. By going through these difficult times and these hardships and these struggles and moments of chaos and tears and all of the things, to be able then come out the other side and say like, hey, I get it. I've been there. Like, I know how you're feeling and here's what really supported me and I hope that it might be able to also support you. So in feeling like an imposter, what's actually happening is you're in an opportunity to create more connection with people and to resonate deeper with people and ultimately create more impact and value from those experiences. So that's how I'm reframing it and really leaning into that into 2024, that the hard times are what make us better. They're what build our capacity and expand us. And without those, we're not going to be able to, you know, resonate with people and have empathy for others and what they're going through. And so it's all... Part of this beautiful cycle where it all adds up. And for me, in the space that I'm in, is, uh, I believe, only making me more credible and more relatable. I hope, I hope that comes through. Uh, then someone who's like perfectly dressed, got all their shit together, seems to just be handling it all without any concerns. Like sometimes that's just a bit like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> so, that's how I'm reframing it for 2024 and I would love to invite you to do the same, that our hardships are what make us better. They make us stronger, they expand our capacity and allow us to hold more ultimately because they invite us to build our resilience, to build our strategies and our coping skills to move through triggers to move through adversity and difficult experiences and events, and come out better on the other side, the seventh one that I've written down is around um, I guess loss and illness twenty twenty three was a year of like illnesses in my family and and obviously that has caused a lot of sadness and uh, overwhelm and anxiety and um all the things, all the things and I guess the reason that I've written this down is because what I want to take from that going into 2024 is just the importance of the people that you love and having those people around you and connecting with them, not getting so consumed by work or society or time or, you know, all the things that... (laughs) We become conditioned to focus on in life and we forget about the people that mean the most to us that are right in front of us. And maybe we kind of let relationships and things die down a little bit, or we don't say what we think, or we don't spend enough time with the people we care about. So, 2024 for me is also just really focusing in on being present with the people that I love and telling them that I love them, being really focused on experiences and connection and memory creation with the people that matter most to me over work and, and that sort of thing. And obviously there's a balance that has to happen. We often need to work and do all the societal societal things, but this is just a little reminder for you that life is short and that we sometimes don't get the opportunities to say the things we want to say or spend the time with the people we want to spend the time with because of whatever reason and we tell ourselves we don't have time but it's so important to be able to make time while you've got it because yeah it's just something you never get back and I just think like that's that's the whole reason we do what we do like to support the people we love, to have a better life with the people that we love, to be able to connect with the people that we love and new people and that really needs to be a priority I think for everybody to have a happy fulfilling life. And then the final one that I've written down is mum guilt which (laughs) if you're a mum you know it's something that we just Kind of have as a constant for whatever reason. We feel guilty. We feel guilty when we're working and we're not with our kids. We can feel guilty when we're with our kids and not working. We can feel guilty that we didn't make a good enough lunch or. You know, we didn't protect them from falling over and scraping their knee. The list is just endless and people have this sense of mum guilt to different degrees. Some people can have really high anxiety and mum guilt and, you know, even lead into things like postpartum depression and anxiety. And there's people that can kind of manage that sense of mum guilt when it arises and move on. I have had mom guilt come in waves throughout 2023, I think for different reasons and different circumstances. But one of the biggest things that I struggle with as a mom is just that feeling of not being able to protect her from all of the things that life can throw at you, that she's going to, you know, fall over and hit her head or she's going to get sick, which we've experienced. And there's just sometimes nothing you can do about it, you know, life happens and we can't necessarily be there to prevent every little thing. And in preventing every little thing, they, I guess, don't experience aspects of life and build resilience and things like that. So it's been a challenge and a task and a lesson for me to kind of let go of some of that control and step back and know that every day I'm showing up doing the best that I can and that's always enough. Some days that looks like 20 or 30% capacity, especially while I was pregnant with morning sickness. Other days I'm at 100% and I'm full mum mode and I'm nailing it. But I think what happens with life and motherhood and parenthood is that there's always going to be those ebbs and flows. There's going to be times that are awesome, you've got it all handled, and then there's going to be times where you've know you got 50 tabs open, everything's happening at once, it feels like everything's going wrong, and it's just a little bit of chaos. And so I think for me going into 2024, it's really just a reminder- that we can't control everything and we do the best that we can with what we've got and as long as I'm learning and growing and working on my own capacity I'm becoming a better mom every day and that's where my focus is I guess something that I would love to invite you to consider as well it's just that sense of you're doing the best you can with what you've got But also not just settling for that, you know, if you're feeling like you're not quite at a capacity or a potential that you would like to be at, what can you be doing to enhance that? What can you be doing to improve how you're showing up for yourself and for everyone else and stepping into like that better version of yourself every day? So those are the eight things that I noted down from 2023 as a reflection point for me and some of the sticking points, I guess, over the year and what I am conscious of focusing on for 2024 and uh, hopefully reducing these altogether or at least reducing the impact that they have on me in that I'm able to notice them and be aware of them more readily And address them head on to be like oh there's that thing again or there's that mum guilt again or oh I'm letting that limiting belief hold me back again. And knowing when it's coming up and being able to put some tools and some strategies in place that I've talked about to move through it faster and not let it hold me back for longer than it needs to. I hope you found that helpful. I hope that maybe you resonate with some of the things that I've brought up and and talked about. If not, that's totally fine as well. But maybe there are things that might pop up for you throughout 2024 and you might reflect on this episode and think how there might be some ways that you can start to work around that for yourself moving forward. I hope this has brought you a little bit of a moment of calm in the sense that there's going to be things that come up, there's going to be blocks, there's going to be barriers, there's going to be breakthroughs as well these things are going to happen but it's how you respond to them it's how you choose to allow them to continue to impact you and that we can create calm from these difficult times we can enhance our capacity to deal with these things and ultimately hold more of it if it does come your way or move through it faster and transform it so that you're able to show up bigger and better for yourself and everyone else around you so thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch Catch you in the next episode. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you would like to connect further, I'd love to see you over on Instagram at calm underscore cabana or you can check out all of our products, services and events for mental health and wellbeing support at www.calmcabana.com.au and if you'd like any additional support from me personally, you can also sign up for my Calm calendar mini course which steps you through how to structure your day so that you can wake up in the morning and feel good when you look at your calendar, or my signature program, The Calm Code, which supports you to dive into my four steps to creating more calm from the inside out and really being able to strengthen your emotional resiliency toolbox so that you can show up out of survival mode and be more calm and effective in your day-to-day. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear what you thought, or you can also leave a review or rating, or you can share it on your socials as well so that more people can find this podcast and access support. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.